podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the UCL Fantasy Podcast on the eve of Match Day 5. We have joined together once again to talk about our teams, not that we even know what we're going to quite be doing yet, um, and also the topics in each position. Welcome to the UCL Fantasy Podcast. We're going to go through, as we normally do, each position, who are the best picks. And as we do that, we'll throw in some ideas for our own teams and what we're thinking of doing at this stage. It's always subject to change, as usual. But let's crack on with Match Day 5. Let's make this a snappy one. Who are the best goalkeepers to consider for Match Day 5, Lewis? Yeah, so similar to every other single week, it's um, it's not looking great for clean sheets. It never is. Every time we look at the fixtures, it, you just can't see many clean sheets. So I've picked out what I've got. So the first one, I'm going to start with Riznik. He plays for Shakhtar Donetsk. He has a good fixture against Antwerp. He kept the clean sheet against Barcelona, which was good. I mean, Barcelona were really, really bad and I didn't have many shots, but he still kept the clean sheet. He's nice and cheap. He's only four million. And he plays in the early kickoff as well, so which is ideal, really, because you know, kind of, you see the lineups and and you get that kind of second day to fall back on. Second one I've gone for is Ivan Providel. He's he's picked up two returns in his four matches so far. He plays against Celtic. Now Lazio were playing at home this week, which is significant because they've kept three clean sheets in the last four matches, and all of them have been at home. So Lazio are considerably better defensively at home. So I think it's a, a, a great week for, for Lazio assets, especially because they're playing Celtic. And he also plays in the quarter five kickoff. So again, you know, and he's also only five million, you know, it's there's not much between the keepers. I have him. So very happy with that. Glad glad yeah. one of my players made the list. I'm not sure many are going to this week, but that's good. So yeah, Providell, I've got him against Celtic, I suppose, at home, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So he's he's a he's a nice little shout for the first day as well. Um, I think Stegen is a doubt for Barcelona. Um, <gasps> I know. Yeah, I think he picked up an injury um, during the international break, so he could be an issue. I'm not too sure how serious the injury is. He'll probably play on the weekend. Um, obviously, this is recorded before that. David Raya, five million Arsenal again, another team that are really good at home. Both of Arsenal's clean sheets in the Champions League have come at home. And interestingly, Lom or Lens, um, they have failed to score in all three of their last away matches. They are really bad away from home, Lens. So if you're backing players this week, it's going to have to be Arsenal players because Arsenal are great at home and, and Lens are terrible away from home. In fact, they can't score. Another one is Alex Romero. He's he had took a price rise uh, last week. That's the Sociedad keeper. He's four point one million. He's picked up two returns so far. Interestingly, interestingly, both of Sociedad's clean sheets have come away from home, uh, which is weird because usually we see home defenses uh, a lot stronger. Um, but he plays. He they actually play at home this week to Salzburg, but. You know, Salzburg aren't great, are they either? They're, they're poor. I don't think Salzburg can actually qualify either, which means the, there's going to be a, a big lack of mo- motivation to uh, 
the Salzburg to actually compete, I suppose. And it, and Sommer, standard Jan Sommer against Benfica. You don't have to worry about rotation with Sommer. He will definitely play. He's only 4.5 million. And, and yeah, I just think Inter are probably going to want to win this one to try and secure top spot. And Benfica are terrible, aren't they? They have proven to be. Dan, anything to add to that? I'm very happy that Providell and some of my two keepers are in there. Any, any, what are you thinking? Destegen, did, did you groan when Destegen... Have you got him? No, I was just going to suggest him, but uh, if mm. if I suggested any more keepers, I will we'll just be suggesting every keeper in the game. So move on to defenders. Great. Well, do you want to start us off in defenders, Dan? Yeah, sure. So um, it's a lot of this is going to be trying to sort of complement what Lewis has said already. Uh, now, I am someone that many, many times this season already, when people have sort of jumped into my DMs, oh, Dan, should I get Kim from Bayern Munich or should I get Davies from Bayern Munich? I'm like, what are you doing going for Bayern Munich defenders? You are insane. However, the reason, and we've said it on this podcast many, many times before, the reason sort of for those feelings is being um, Ulrich in goal. Now that uh, Neuer's back, are back Bayern Munich to be much better at keeping clean sheets. And that definitely includes at home to Copenhagen now. Um, they're a much better team with them in there. So I think because of that, you can now go for, whether that's your, sort of your budget pick of Kim, or you want to be a bit more flamboyant for those that still have a limitless and go for an Alfonso Davies or perhaps even a Masrawi at five and a half. So I think we can finally look at those. And then with the final game being Man United away, by then Man United might already be out. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to play for. So I think it's a good time now to be jumping on Bayern Munich defenders if that's what you want to do. You definitely want an Arsenal defender. I think the issue is is, is price. And in terms of how they've performed, obviously Ben White got dropped for the last Premier League game. It's going to be a lot to sort of take in this weekend with this weekend's fixtures. Saliba's just the easy pick. I do think that because of Reyes' price being so significantly cheaper, I think you are probably better off maybe going going with David Reyes instead of an Arsenal defender. But if you were to, if you were to go there, I think it's a good double up. With them, with Lons being so poor away and Arsenal being so good at home. So they're definitely two defences that you really, really want to be looking at. Um, I think the Sociedad defence is looking good. Uh, it's really disappointing that they did end up conceding. But if we look at uh, Ian Munoz, his last three games, he's got eight points, nine points and seven points. He's got one attack and return in those three games. And he's got a combined, oh, what's he got? Two, four, seven ball recovery points in three games. So he's great for ball recoveries. He does he does attack down their left-hand side. As far as fixtures go, he's at home to Salzburg for the next game and then away to Inter, which could be tricky. Um, but we know that, we know that uh, Simeone... And Zaghi is primarily targeting Serie A anyway. And by that point, I honestly think Zaghi won't give a toss whether they finish first or second. Whereas I do think that Sociedad will care. So I think he's good for the next couple of games, personally. And at his price, 
he's a bit of a bargain. Um, he is 4.7 million currently. So I think that's some good sort of um some good Tuesday players there. Uh that's great, yeah. Should, should, should we see what Lewis? You still got? You still going? Yeah. yeah, go for it. No, 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 no. So I, I wanted to go through some cheesy players there, and I'll leave some open for for Lewis to get. Maybe if Lewis wants to target Wednesday players, unless I've really missed an absolute belter for Tuesday. Go on, Lewis. Over to you. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of um, a couple of maybe potential gems in there. You've got the Lazio centre back Patrick Patrick Patrick. Let's call him Patrick. It's just called him Patrick. He's, uh, he's four million. He's playing in. Why am I thinking of Patrick and Yolandi from EastEnders? <laughs> Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. So he's four million. He's playing due to the injury to Cassell at Santa Back. He recently picked up um, an abductor injury again in training. Um, he recently got the same injury a few weeks back. So I just think Patrick at four million Santa Back. Against Celtic could be could be a nice pick, and obviously Lazio have um, two okay fixtures. They have Celtic, and then they have I think it's Atletico, don't they? So, I mean, it's not it's not ideal, but I think if you're looking to downgrade a defender to upgrade a midfielder, I think downgrading to Patrick potentially maybe. Um, another nice potential pick is at Trafikimi. He plays for PSG, obviously. He also has Newcastle, but he plays tough, at tough home. Game. Tough, tough game, that. <laughs> well, <laughs> both of both of P- PSG are are home for home form team as well because both of their wins, two of their wins have have come at home. They Newcastle have failed to score in both of their two away matches so far so far against Milan and I think it was Dortmund. So the clean sheet could be on, but what is interesting about Hakimi is that he's already scored four goals and picked up five assists. So he's actually matched Dumfries now for attacking returns. And I remember mentioning that Dumfries has picked up more attacking returns than any other defender um in, in Europe. But yeah, Hakimi's now matched that. Another potential uh, little gem is Adria Pedro- Pedroza, he's a four million left back. He started the he started three of the four Champions League matches for Sevilla, who play at home versus PSV. He also started the most recent league game as well. Um, so he's getting a lot of game time, Pedroza, lately playing at left back, four million. So there's two four million um, defenders there that we could potentially look at. Another one is obviously, <clears throat> obviously Dan's covered the Arsenal defense. I think if you're looking at a defender, you probably you're probably going to want to go for Saliba, aren't you? You know, he's centre back, he's nailed. You know, we've already talked about these these sides who play really well at home, and 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 that is exactly where Arsenal play this week. He's picked up six ball recoveries in all four of his matches so far, which is nice. He also scored in one of his most recent games. Next one is Munoz. Dan's already mentioned him. Three back-to-back returns now. Twenty-three ball recoveries in three matches. So should that again. Four point was it? Four point seven million. Dan was it? Yeah, he is. So he's not a bad price. You know, you look at these four point five million defenders, and they're not really performing at the moment. And I just think you know, point two million is not not a massive um, not a massive bridge to gap. Di Lorenzo, 5.5 million. I'm going to mention him every single week. He's, he's playing against Madrid, who have lost Vinicius again. So I think Vinicius Junior is out for two months potentially now. So that's a huge, huge loss for Real Madrid. 
Um, if Bellingham's out as well, then Real Madrid are basically living off scraps and attacking the likes of Jossalu, who isn't great, is he? Uh, Rodrigo, who is good, but it, it, it's going to be tough to see how well they do without their, their main people in attack, basically. And obviously the inter-wing backs, you know, it, it's it's hard to not mention the inter-wing backs. Inzaghi has been a bit of a demon, hasn't he, through the group stages with, um, with rotations. It's been an absolute nightmare, actually. The worst rotation. It's so frustrating that he's rotated his wing backs during the group stages because they are two of the best attacking defenders in the game that he has robbed us of in, in UCL fantasy during the group stages. So I think if you know that either Dumfries or DeMarco are gonna are gonna play, I think you just you just go for them or, or keep them. But yeah, it's a massive shame, massive shame about the um Di Lorenzo, uh, not Di Lorenzo, DeMarco and, and Dumfries this season. That, that's, that's I, think, I think I'm going to have to I, I'm, we'll find out whether we go through our teams in a bit but I think my defence and goalkeepers I'm happy with I've got Sommer and Providell who we've mentioned are good I've got yeah. Cancelo who will be fine Kim who Dan just said you know now's the time to get by and defender so I've got him Jao Mario against um, Barcelona away is not great but I'm going to have to keep him and Dumfries and then Trippier who's obviously not great but my have to we're going to find out I'm going to have to fo- focus my transfers <laughs> elsewhere um, and that's going to become apparent when we get into midfield. So midfielders, in fact, we started with Dan last time. Lewis, do you want to start us off on midfielders to look at this match day? Yeah, I've got quite a lot of different midfielders this week. And these are kind of, these are midfielders who will definitely play, who who have pretty good fixtures as well. I'm going to start with Shakhtar Donetsk. I'm going to say Georgie Sudakov. So he's a bit of a different pick. He's 6.5 million. Shakhtar can still qualify. I think they're three points behind Barcelona and Porto. And if they beat Antwerp, they're pretty much on nine points as well. We know the last time that Shakhtar faced Antwerp, it was 3-2 to Shakhtar. So we're expecting goals and Antwerp are awful defensively. Just a bit more on Sudakov. He's just 21. He scored back-to-back nine pointers um, for for goals. Obviously, he scored against Barcelona. And he, he scored in uh, match day three. He's just recently scored for Ukraine as well. He's just 21. And he, I, I've seen him play as well. He looks like a really, really good player. And I think with the form, the recent form that he's got and, and, and the way that Antwerp conceded, and I think if you're going to go for a 6.5 million, say you wanted to swap out maybe Galino or, I don't know, Taram, he's not a bad differential, Sudkov. I'm going to move on to Calvin Stangs because... I really think that he could be one of the best midfields for the next two. Obviously, they play Atletico, but they are playing at home. And we've already we've already mentioned how strong Feyenoord are at home. You know, they, they're scoring goals. They scored two goals in what's two goals or more in their first three matches. What is interesting as well is that both of Stang's Stang's returns have come in both of his home matches. So he's going into a home match where he could potentially secure a third successive return at home. So for me, definitely Stangs. He's, uh, he's interested. I just want to give a little shout out as well to another Feyenoord midfielder. And I'm going to say Timber. I mentioned him last time. He's only 5 million. He's a central midfielder, but he's picked up an assist uh, in the, in the Champions League so far, but he's also scored in both of his last two league matches. So there is there is goal threat there, and I remember I remember mentioning this um, a couple of pods ago uh, that he'd scored recently. So he is scoring quite regularly for a five million pound midfielder. I just think that's really good. 
Another one is Osman Bukhari. He's 6.4 million. He picked up, he's a, he plays for Kavena Shvazda, <laughs> Red Star Valgrade. Um, he picked up 20 points in his first two Champions League matches and he's playing against young boys. And the last time they played, it was 2-2. Bukhari, he got a goal and assist against young boys as well. So I do think he's, he's another nice, interesting option. I think, some of the options are actually a lot of the options are around that kind of 6.4, 6.5 kind of range, which is really nice actually, because you've got the likes of Chavi playing Man City. You've got the likes of Galino who's injured. You've got the likes of Taram who's a rotation risk. So I think if you're, and I think that's where a lot of transfers are going to be used this week. So again, you know, you've got Sudikov, you've got Stangs and Bakari, all similar prices. And you've also got Wilfred Zahar. Obviously we mentioned on the last pod that Galatasaray, they, Two nice. I class Man United as a as a nice fixture. I don't know where you two stand with Manchester United and, and how you feel about them, but I kind of feel like you should be targeting them at the moment because it's not great. So Wilfred Zaha, you know, he's he's regularly played. He's familiar with playing English opponents. He scored against Man United in March Day Two, and he's also picked up four goals in nine league games. And interestingly, three of those goals came in his last three matches. So. I really like Zahar this week. He's 7.5, so he's a bit more expensive than the other options. Um, I'm going to move to PSG. Hang on, j- 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 Lewis, this is amazing. You're doing such a good job. If, if just hypothetically, there was someone who uh, had Galano, Galeno, Galeno, yeah. however you say it, and he's injured, who's the ideal replacement for the same amount or less than him? Who would you choose? Because a lot of people are going to be in that position, right? And I'm in that position. Yeah, personally, personally, I would go for Stangs. He, he's just he's got he's got Celtic in match day six, which is a, a great fixture. Celtic are out of it. They can't. I don't think they can they can qualify now. Whereas Feyenoord are in a really tight spot around two good teams in Lazio and Atletico. So I think, and he's a key player, Stangs as well. I just think he's he's. A better long term, we say long term, it's only two match days, but he, he's he's someone that I would bring in. Although, for those looking for a one week pun, Sudakov plays Porto, I think, in the last match day, and Porto were conceding goals as well. So, Sudakov could also be another nice little option. So, this, there is, there are mainly Stangs I go for, I think. Okay, okay, cool. Um, were you going to continue, Dan? Have you got anything to add on midfielders just before Lewis continues? <laughs> no. He's, no. he said everyone yeah it's, it's brilliant go on Lewis carry on there's, there's not really I think what, what it is is because obviously there's so many there's so many main midfielders this week I think you know you've got likes of Sane we've already mentioned Saka haven't we, we you know he's he's playing at home both of his both his returns have come from home matches Arsenal scored six goals at home in two Champions League games and Saka got double digit returns in both so for me, the standout midfielders, and, and this is an issue that I've got. I don't know if Dan's got Saka already or if he's going to... No, I went out of garden, he got injured, didn't I? So, uh, Saka, for me, feels like the best premium this in, in midfield this, this week by an absolute country mile. Obviously, see how he gets on at the weekend, and just in terms of he has had a recurring sort of niggle just to make sure that he doesn't get properly injured or anything. I suppose the one midfield I don't know if you did mention him in, in all of them was just uh, with that 
regards to your question, Ed, for Galeno out, one of them could be uh, Aptikoglu. He's got Man United in Turkey. Mm, um, yeah. And then they've got Copenhagen. So he can't afford Wilfred Zaha, uh, Aptikoglu, 6 million. I think he plays in the 10 at the minute for Galatasaray. Uh, bit of a points dodger at the minute, I'll be brutally honest. But hopefully his time will come. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to quickly throw that one in there. But, yeah, Saka no, like is yeah, the best uh, premium premium option by, by some you. distance, I think, in midfield. Okay. Yeah. Go on, Lewis. He, it's, Saka, it's just, it's just an issue for me because I'm, I'm just looking at the team. I've, I've looked at it a couple of times today. And how I'm going to bring Saka in, Ad, you've obviously already got Saka. You're in a nice position where you've already got him. But I'm, I'm looking at Saka and thinking he's he's going to go big this week. He's at home. We've seen him hit two double-digit hauls at home in the two matches that Arsenal comfortably won. And as Dan mentioned in one of the most recent pods, Saka is a better player at home and so are Arsenal. So he is, he is an issue for me this week and trying to find a way to get Saka in is, is it kind of feels like a priority for me? Although I'm not going to captain him, he he's someone that I think is going to go really big. And obviously, a shout out to Bakayoko at PSV. He's a high scoring midfielder. He's he plays Sevilla next. He's got two returns in three out of four of his games. So it makes sense. He's got eight attacking returns in his twelve matches so far. So. He's seven point five minutes. But yeah, I think standout midfielder this week has to be Saka, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and would you definitely not captain him on the second day? I know you've got Kane and Sane to choose from, I suppose, but Saka at home against Lon. I mean Kane at home against Copenhagen, I suppose. But he's a good option on the second day. Say Kane suddenly gets injured. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. As you said, I do already have Saka, but my issue is I've got, as I said, Galino, and I've also got Anthony Gordon. But I've got Sane, Saka, they're good. Bellingham, fine. Um, yeah, I think my issue actually is probably up front. The fact I haven't got Haaland. In fact, let's move to strikers. Uh, let's move to strikers. Dan, talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, so I think we don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about Harry Kane and Haaland. We've, it feels like it's all we've ever talked about. And I can't help but feel people must be bored to death of us talking about the two best strikers in the world, probably, and how we think you should get them in in your team. Um, of course, you should get them in your team. It is what it is. Uh, a Cardi at nine million for the same reasons as Aktagoglu, Man United in Copenhagen. I think it's it's pretty obvious. Um, I think beyond that, we are. We are struggling with any of the really, really big boys, but Antoine Griezmann's proper came into the mix at the minute. Uh, I regret not getting him in on my um, with one of my transfers last week. I went for Morata instead. I do think either of them are good, but Griezmann has that X factor where he is playing out of his skin at the moment. He is back to the best version of Griezmann that we saw prior to when he, he had his transfer to Barcelona. He's not that expensive. And I think the fact that he's he is more than capable of actually doing enough to get player of the matches. Even if even if he just got an assist, I think he's capable of getting player of the matches at the moment. Away to Feyenoord isn't a good game for Atletico Madrid, but I still think it's a good game for Griezmann. And then at home to Lazio isn't the 
best or worst game with it. Lazio away are different at home. But again, I think it's a good game for Griezmann. If you can't afford Griezmann, then I still think Morata is a good pick. We've talked about Stengs. Obviously, we've got the, the person that plays ahead of him, Jimenez. At home to Atletico Madrid, I think is, again, a, an okay fixture for Feyenoord. Maybe not the best, but still one that is good for, for Jimenez because they score a lot of goals at home. And then away to Celtic, I don't think is the best fixture in the world for Feyenoord. We saw how other teams have went there and it stuttered and some have got over the line, but obviously Atletico didn't. Um, but I still think Jimenez scores goals in that game, as we saw Morata scored goals in that game. Oh, a goal. Um, so for me, I think Jimenez is a really, really good pick. And we've already talked about him and and Stengs previously anyway. Um Beyond that, I'm not sure now is the time to be bringing in any of the Barca forwards. A Porto at home doesn't scream goals. I think if you want to be taking punts for Antwerp away, that's when you want to be going for Lever, in my opinion. he's one of the, That's a minus four pick on match day six when everyone else isn't playing if Barca need to do something because that group, you're absolutely bang on. That group's so tight. If Porto... And Barcelona draw, which I think is probably the most likely result, or Porto win, and Shakhtar do the job when they're at home to Antwerp, which we'd expect considering they beat them away. Barcelona are in a fight, and they'll be playing a full strength team in that last game. You'll see the lot of them. You'll see Kunde, Cancelo, Lewandowski. You'll see the works. And with that in mind, I, I'm actually hoping Barcelona really don't win this game because. Backs against the wall, Lever is just a beast. And he's a minus four captaincy shout for that for that early kickoff against Antwerp away. Especially when Antwerp, uh, in front of the home fans, will want to come out. They'll want to come out and play. They'll attack Barca. So, yeah, they're, they're my forward picks. Nothing too crazy. If I, I know that we talked about on the last pod. Um, Kubo, if you've got him, he's fine to keep. If you've got one of the Sociedad forwards, I think Ayatzabal's a forward on the game. Um Good to keep. Good to keep for those fixtures. Uh, Lons, not great away, so I don't think it's great to bring um, their striker in for this game. But for the last game, I I, I can definitely see that. So there's still lots of options to to be had over the course of the two game weeks, depending on what chip strategy you're going to play, whether you're into one-week punts or if you need need to double up off. It's just a little bit of... you know, situation management for this week, and then you're going to really go into go into match day six when other people might play more conservatively. I think if you're in a position like me, uh, be calm this week, and I think match day six, I think you ha- you have to take risks. Once it gets to that knockout stage, wherever you are, that's going to be roughly where you finish. Lewis, anything to add? But before you you do, is Galino definitely out? Just need to know that. Either of you? Uh, I'm not uh, sure he's definitely out. Okay. I'm pretty confident he's out, but at the same time, he's not He's not actually a great player. He's like an average player that did well in match day one, and he sort of had a good start of the season, but he's actually... But he's in he's my actually, team is the issue. <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's so, an yeah. okay player that's playing away to Barcelona, Ed. Like, I'd still probably want him out anyway. Like, know, because, just, again, if you, if you took a hit a... for him this week... 
in it it's sort of look at it as a minus two over for each week, if that makes sense. Like a minus two for this week and a minus two for next week on next match day. Uh if oh. you're gonna get in like a really good if you're gonna get in a really good player. Felix Numetcha, or however you say it, at Dortmund, he's five million. Um decent, decent, decent player to bring in. No. Okay. Even though he plays with uh... Dortmund and you said Dortmund are good and he scored past us and he seems like a really good player. No, no, I think he's a. I hesitate to say he's a good player. He is a good player. I, um, I don't like him, but um, he's yeah. He played okay. He played okay against us. We made him look better than he was. They he, he sort of fit that style. Julian Brandt is their main creative outlet, and when he played against Newcastle in Dortmund, in Metcher was industrious, didn't really create too much. It was the Julian Brand show. And that'll be how it is. Um, especially if Emery Chan's still out. And Julian Brandt will play higher up the pitch. So Mecha naturally drops off. So he's less of a fantasy asset when okay. Julian okay. Brandt plays. If Julian Brandt isn't going to play, then yeah, playing in the 10, of course, he could potentially do some damage. Okay. Lewis, anything more to add on strikers? Yeah, this, there's not loads to add to what Dan said there, really. I just want to cut, touch upon a couple of things. Uh, Mikel Ayazabal, Sociedad, he picked up a hamstring injury, um, which is significant because he did really well in the last match day. So I think a lot of it, and he's on penalties as well. So I think a lot of people might opt to go for him. But yeah, he, he is he's definitely injured. But I suppose that would potentially make the likes of Kubo and these other, and, you know, Baronaccia maybe more secure in terms of minutes, uh, you know, moving forward, the fact that they'll probably need their best players like Kubo on the pitch for longer. So I'm not too sure where that leaves the penalty duty either. Penalty duties could go, well, they're not going to go to bloody Bryce Mendes, are they? <laughs> I suppose. Could potentially fall to Kubo, maybe. Who knows? I'm not too sure. Just the usual, usual kind of players. Murata, he's a, he's a good Hold, you know, we've already mentioned uh, Antoine Griezmann. Both of them are good holds for Feyenoord, I'd say. I wouldn't worry about them just because they're playing Feyenoord at home. They can still score goals. Another potential um, interesting option is, is obviously Mbappe. Um, we know that Newcastle are going through a lot at the moment, a lot of injuries. And, they've, and PSG are a lot better at home. They score more goals. They win more games. 21, 26 attacking returns for Mbappe, just the 26 um, for club and country this season on penalties. I think if you, he's not a bad shout, Mbappe, pretty much. Another one is potentially Immobile. He's playing Celtic. Lazio at home, Immobile scored two goals in his last four matches. So he seems to be improving slightly. I know he was. His minutes were managed quite a lot, and I brought him in in the re reverse fixture. He did absolutely nothing and got subbed off early, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah, could be potentially another option. But yeah, I just think Haaland, for me, if you, I think it's important to mention Haaland because I think a lot of people don't have him, and I think he's a player that I, 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 can't, I could see starting both of the last games. I could be wrong. Um, I, I just don't see him wanting to miss a Champions League game. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. There we go. All right, so there's there's some picks. So should we quickly before we finish, just say what we're thinking we might do 
Uh, I know we, we haven't decided yet because it's all such a last minute game, isn't it? We see the team news and everything like that. But whether you're going to take a hit, whether you're not going to take a hit, whether you know the transfers, whether you, there's a play you particularly want to get in. Lewis, let's start with you because you mentioned Saka, obviously. He's going to be your priority uh, to get in. Can you do it? How are you going to do it? Yeah, so he, he for me, is is going to be um, a player that I want to bring in. I think he's he's risen to 9.6 million. Is that right? Or is it 9.7? 9.6 9.6 on my screen. Yeah, so he's 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 quite pricey. He's he's at a, he's at a very irritating price point um because obviously I've got Foden. Um he's 8 million. He did well in the last week, but you know, he's he's a bit of a rotation risk isn't he moving forward Foden. So I would probably need around 1. Point something million. I've got six in the bank already which leaves me 8.6 so i would need to shave off exactly a million which could potentially be someone at the back uh, maybe cancelo down to kunde i don't think that's a bad move cancelo hasn't showed too much to to suggest but i've also i've also got two leipzig players i've got chavi simons i don't mind chavi simons because City can leak goals and he's got a great fixture in match day six. But David Raum is a bit of an issue. I know we all we were all like kind of hyping him up because he, he got a big haul recently, but Leipzig just aren't clean, keeping clean sheets. So he is pretty much reliant on attacking returns. And I don't think he's going to get one against Man City. In fact, he's probably going to get a yellow card on one point. It's, I can see it. It's probably but nailed on. Young so, boys at home and six. I, I I watched the the like well obviously I watched it but young boys were actually really good and Leipzig was so poor defensively towards they were hammered at the end of that game that um, young boys and they could have actually won the game I felt and it was similar to the performance against Red Star Belgrade as well Kvenishvesta and they just weren't at it Leipzig defensively they look like a team who are always going to concede so and I know he's nice and cheap. I know we can say, oh, yeah, you know, he's only 4.5 or whatever it is, so we can just keep him in. But I just think he's he, he's guaranteed one point next week. It feels like he's just guaranteed a blank next week. And if you've got a player in your team that you look at, I think he is definitely not returning. It kind of feels like a wasted spot. So, yes, although I would like Saka, I really don't want Raum in my team. Um, and I'm not too sure where I could get the money from. Um, other than Dumfries or Cancelo, and they're two players who, you know, could do really well next week. So it's it's quite hard. So yeah, that's that's me at the moment. I think captaincy straightforward. Um, I think it's Kane and Haaland. Just touching upon captaincy, it's been quite um, been quite poor, hasn't it? You know, this moment. I'm yeah. gonna say, and because you've got Kane playing on one day, and you've got Haaland playing on the other. It just doesn't leave much flexibility to to go different, does it? Or at least it feels like like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I still might go different on that first day, and I'm still thinking of not getting Haaland in because my situation is I don't have Haaland. I've got um, Jao Felix up front, who's got to go. There's one place gone. Galino, who's injured, get rid of Galino because he's definitely not going to play apparently. So if I get rid of those two, if I bring Haaland in for Jao Felix, I then haven't got enough for a midfielder, so I, I might end up having to take a minus four. Um, or I just go, do you know what? Sack it. Haaland might get blank. Don't get Haaland in. And then I won't have to take a minus four and I can I can just go go a bit wild, which I'm sure Lewis would love to see. 
uh, because he'll captain Haaland and they would take me. But but yeah, that's that's where I'm at. It's it's my it's my my situation is Jal Felix and Galino that I need to sort out really. Dan, I what's do, yours? I do I do think Sorry, that Saka. It was just going to say I I do feel like Saka is um, a good a good captaincy option, but obviously he clashes with Kane, doesn't he? So it's it's not like Saka's on the day that Haaland's on. So yeah, I can see that being a bit awkward. But, um, mm. but yeah. And the thing is, if I don't get Haaland, it's like, who am I going to captain on the first day? I've got That's no PSG it, players. It? It's just, I don't know who I'm going to captain. So, That's it, yeah. Anthony Gordon, maybe? Anthony Gordon? Who knows? <laughs> um, Dan, what's your team looking like? Uh, rubbish. Hey. I have... <laughs> yeah, I've got David Raum as well, which just isn't great for this week, but I don't want to get rid of him for next week. Uh, young boys away is different to young boys at home in my opinion. Um, Bellingham, obviously, we're not sure what he's up to. Especially, like, if you can't train without people touching them, you know everyone's just going to run into that shoulder. Like, as is is a opposition player, they're all going to be very physical with him. They get brought off after five or ten minutes, and he's a Wednesday player. Um, And then, who do, who do Real Madrid have on the last day? Uh, do we know? Do we know who Real oh, it's, uh, uh, Union Berlin? Oh, they're rubbish, aren't they? Um, well, they've just got uh, a new manager, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Okay, there. so things might might be on there for the new manager bounce against Real Madrid. That'd be interesting. I've got I've got Luke de Jong, who's in a bit of a nowhere nowhere sort of price bracket, but I, I think I actually might be able to go from Luke de Jong up to Mbappe. I think I've got that money. And it might just make us feel better if I put Mbappe in any blanks in Newcastle win off if he terrorises where then it just softens the blow. Because I don't expect us to do much in that game anyway. Um, I think it'll come Milan at home for us. Do uh, you have Haaland? I don't have Haaland. See, Mbappe would be a nice captaincy option, wouldn't he, on that first first day if you didn't have Haaland, that is. Yeah, and I've got I've got Kane, so I've got a couple of got a couple of buy-in boys, and then yeah, like I just don't feel like I need to make any def- I don't need to make any defensive changes. I've got Mendes, uh, Buscali, Kounde, Di Lorenzo, and Raum. Like Raum, it'll st- I'll play him, but it's a Tuesday game. He, he either gets points or he he just comes he just comes back off. Uh, but I'd like to bring in. I'd really like to bring in. It's a Tuesday player because I'm just stacked for Wednesday players at the minute. So my if if I've got any coin flips on terms of who to who to get in, I feel like the coin flip is is going to be decided by by if a player's playing a Tuesday or if a player's playing a Wednesday. I'll go for the Tuesday picks because in my rush of blood to the head, a couple. Of, I mean, honestly, it was pure ecstasy me going through those moments. I cannot remember if I was drunk or not, but I. Uh, yeah, I was just drunk on on hits. I'm not entirely sure what happened. A couple of them are magic, but some of them, yeah, just really, really stuffed me and have not put me in a great position for this week. So, yeah, uh, I think I've not been patient enough this season to a degree, and I think now might be the time for patience. Get Luke de Jong to Mbappe or Haaland, if I can afford him, and then maybe... 
maybe even move Bellingham on. If we'll see what we'll see what he's like at the weekend. I think that's the issue with us doing these podcasts, sort of recording on a Thursday night. But absolutely no idea what happens on the Saturday, Sunday. So everything invariably sort of changes with that. And that's that's helpful because I was going to say, obviously, yeah, we record this earlier. Do look out on our Twitter and on on all three of ours, but also the the, the main account Twitter for last minute news and what we're doing and and team news. Particularly follow Lewis, I would, because he's obsessed with it and everything. The thing that happens he tweets about so thank you very much for listening is there anything else to add dan or lewis before we go not from me good luck good luck i guess good luck who is going no, to be no no Ed. everyone's had all the luck save your luck good for luck, me Dad. i'm saving the luck for myself sorry everyone i i need the what luck are you, to sorry before before we go i would i have you got any idea what you're going to do i don't know you i know you mentioned a couple of um you're 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 going for little uh little he's tri- look this is how desperate he is now he wants to beat me he wants to know what i'm going to do i think i'm going to do something like i just screenshotted something let's just get it up so i could take out um uh what's his name up front Jao felix for harland take out bellingham for baronetsia whatever his name is and then take out galino for doku and that would be a minus four. Ooh. Give me two City players. I don't know whether Doku's going to play, though, so I'd have to wait till to see if I can know that. The other option is I could do Haaland comes in for um, Jao Felix and then just, without a minus four, take out Bellingham and put Nemecha in, who's five million, or another five million or less player. That would be not having a minus four. And then I would, if I did either of those things, that's, that's my Haaland option. So I can get him. It's not really a problem because the rest of my team's all right. That would leave Galino in my team, who he might play, he might not, probably isn't going to. So, But I don't care. Sometimes in this game, because of the way the bench works, it doesn't really matter if, if yeah. someone you know doesn't play, one player doesn't play. So, yeah, so that's my Haaland. But there is a slight part of me that's thinking, just don't get Haaland, just get, just get someone else. Get, get, you know, Mbappe or get, uh, or that would give me the same problem because it's the same price. But, you know, get, get Isak, you know, have fun. So yeah, I've always got this. I've got, I've got like, you know, on these cartoons where you've got like a devil on one thing and an angel on the other. I'm very much like that in FPL, so. And uh, this game, you, uh, you made a fun scene. I, I well, think, there you go. I think it's, it's okay to take a hit this week, isn't it? I think a minus four. Is, <laughs> Lewis is saying this. Lewis is trying to get me to take a hit. Lewis is going to roll a transfer? Lewis is, <laughs> Lewis is 10 points behind Jake, me right. and he's desperate. He's desperate not yeah. to lose to me. So. Ed, 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 it's okay to take a minus 12, babes. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. Look, you'll only be like two points behind me until kick off. This is the thing. If Lewis, if I wasn't beating Lewis by only ten points, because I know he's better than me this game, I've got to cling on to this, right? I would just take a minus four. It wouldn't be a problem. I'd be like take a minus four. But now he's there. He's in my head. I'm like four points. Then he's only six points behind me going into the game week. And then, but I already have Saka and he doesn't. So ah. yeah, I need to. I need. I need to find a way to get Saka in this. Not not because obviously because you have him, but I, I just think he's he looks set to have a big week. Yeah, I think before before we started recording, Lewis said, oh, I've looked at your team and it's not looking good, is it? I actually think it's looking all right. I don't think it's looking that bad. I mean, it's a, it's a few random players like I've still got Anthony Gordon and Galino's Quite injured. You've you got Trippier as well, haven't you? You've got got Trippier as well. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind keeping Trippier. He's, he's, he plays on the Tuesday and he'll probably get nothing and I'll just sub him off. You've got to have players you are going to sub off. Can you not? He's six mil- you mil- yeah, you get two million dropping him to a four or you could get... A- a million and a half out of dropping them to a four point five, and we yeah. when you're talking about Lazio defenders and and those sorts of players that were I know, but I haven't got I haven't got the space of a transfer to do that. As in, I don't want to take too many minus fours. 
As in, yeah. he dropping Trippier to a four million and saving me two million does not solve my Haaland issue because Joe Felix needs to get. I need to get like three and a half million to get up to him. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Watch out for our Twitters. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Podcast Network.